from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author and co-host of the Smart Money Happy Hour podcast on the Ramsey Networks. Be sure and check it out. Is my co-host today. Also my daughter. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Jason is in Boise. Hi, Jason. Welcome to the Ramsey Hi, Show. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Dave. How are you? Better than we deserve, sir. How can we help? <laughs> Good. I was wondering if you could settle kind of a, a disagreement my wife and I um we've been gazelle intense for about five years now but I have a mortgage still in a home equity line of credit we need to pay off and I want to attack the home equity line of credit um because of the it's freaking me out because of the interest like it's not a fixed interest rate and my mortgage is a fixed interest rate at like 2.75 and we've got that paid down about down to about thirty thousand dollars right now. What do you now. owe on the home equity line? Hundred and eighty. Good lord. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, it was a. It was a. We bought a home about. Oh, What's your household income? Uh, about ninety thousand. Uh, you need to refinance and get you a new first mortgage. Okay, that was my next question. This is what the uh, I want to pay off the home mortgage refinance and then get it locked in. Yeah. I hate to lose the 2%, but it's only on 30 K of, of 210. So mathematically it okay. doesn't come out to be much. So, okay. and you get rid of the massive mess on the other side, put it on a 15 year fixed. And then that becomes okay. a baby step six and you can chill and start working your baby steps four, five, six. Cause I assume you have your emergency fund done. We do. Okay. And we also, my, that's, I was wondering if you, we own a business, a small business and, I was wondering if we should sell it and then be totally debt-free if we sold it. That's not your primary source of that. income? Yes, it is. It is. How much could you sell it for? Yeah. Um, we were asking 330 for it. So it's already up for sale. Uh, what's that? It's already up for sale. Uh, it's not yet, no. We so you're not asking anything that. yet? Okay. Not a, not asking that, but that doing the math to be debt free and after paying a capital gains tax and then a broker, I was wondering um, that kind of. I, I would not sell it. it just to pay off the house. I mean, if this is, are you done with this business and ready to move on to another chapter of your life? That's a whole different discussion than the mortgage discussion. And well, we have been talking about we've been running this business for almost five years now, and I just thought, well, if we we ran it for five years, we're done, built up the brand, and then. If we sold it, then we can be. Why not run it for fifty years and make money on it? Yeah, that's what my wife said you were going to say. <laughs> well, I mean, I, no, I'm just asking. If you don't, if you hate yeah. it, and you want to sell it because you hate going down there every day, that's a career question. Okay, but there's not um, a thing that says you have to sell yeah. a business when it's built up. We're not okay. selling this one; it's going to the kids. Okay. Yeah, because we do. We have put a lot of hard work into it. Do you enjoy it, Jason? Do you guys? You guys. Oh, uh, we absolutely do. It's just sometimes it, it is a little tough with the, the inflation stuff. Everybody's going through it, and I know that. But And we have been dealing with, since we're a small business, we're dealing with kids not wanting to work. And so we're working it most of the time. But we do enjoy beating. That was part of opening the business was to be together all the time and not be apart from each other. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I think you need to assess that separately from the debt issue. Okay. Do we want to be running this business or do we need to make some changes so that we want to keep running the business or do we want to sell the business? Any of those are fine. There's no wrong answer there. I would not tell you, you, you need to sell that to get rid of this stupid home equity loan. No, that's not a statement you're going to get here. Um, I'm sorry your wife won the argument, but you need to get a new mortgage and pay off the uh, home equity loan, okay? Okay. Call Thank Churchill you. Mortgage. They'll help you get that refinanced. And um, the 2% is horrible to get rid of, but, it, again, it's a very small amount of your loan. And the big amount of your loan is an angry monster loan, and yeah. it's going to eat you. Don't let it do that. And he could feel it, couldn't he? Oh, yeah. He yeah, feel it. Like, this mm-hmm. thing's bad. His wife can feel it for I sure. I wouldn't, yeah. 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 Make it consistent. Know what you're getting. Predictable. And you guys just put in baby step six. Yeah. That's great. There is a, there's a good part of money that's, um, you should attempt to approach boring. You want to be have a boring, automatic kind of thing going on with your money. And so... If your money is super exciting all the time, uh, that probably means you're taking a lot of risk and there's a lot of chaos going on. And so generally speaking, the people, and, and I don't mind the excitement, I'm an entrepreneurial type, but from a, just from a process standpoint, you should, you should be pretty calm. The, the data tells us that the calm, steady people are the ones that have more money. Yeah. They're the ones that end up millionaires. The consi- it's the consistency it's, and it's probably that tort- level of... The tortoise, not the hare. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. A, and so if there's any time you approach chaos or versus order, order is better, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like, you know, because the other is just flailing and it's desperation and there's this... There's a lot. Anxiety around it and all this and you don't want to get there. You don't want to get there. Travis is in Phoenix. Hi, Travis. How are you? Good. How are you doing this afternoon? Better than I deserve. What's up? Uh, looking to get some advice on how to pay off two new vehicle notes that my wife and I just did in March. Good Lord. Uh, Why did you do that? Well, because we make good money and we like to you spend You don't make money. good enough money to pay <laughs> cash for those cars. I should have, but I did not. You have we, the cash? We do, we do have about 350 in the bank right now. We'll write and a check and pay off your cars. That was my question. We have a CD coming due in two weeks that could pay those off, and I wasn't sure if we should just cash out the CD. I've never met anybody that got rich borrowing on their cars and investing in CDs. Okay. Definitely makes sense. So that was my question. Of, you know, Instead of putting money into savings every month, we bank about five to 6000 a month. I was wondering if we should save a couple months, pay off one, save a couple months, pay off the other, or just lump it with the CD in two weeks. You shouldn't have done this unless you wrote a check to buy them. Quit buying things unless you pay for them. That's what rich people do. They pay for things. You make a lot of money, but it's new to you. This this big piles of cash is fairly new to you. Within the last eight or nine years. Yeah. 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 This is not like something you've done for 25 years. And so you're still trying to get used to these number of zeros that are in your life emotionally. And some, so sometimes it feels like, well, maybe I need to do that. And I wonder what's sophisticated and don't be sophisticated. Just pay for crap. And if you, if you do that, you'll always have your power, your most powerful wealth building tool at your disposal, which is your income. Thank God, Travis. I mean, you guys are doing an incredible job. Got a lot of money. So it's like, just use it. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't call me and say I just borrowed to buy two new cars and I'm broke. 
that was even been worse. But at least you got the money in the bank and you can just write a check and you're free and you can go, oh, that was dumb. I shouldn't have done that. Now I got rid of the dumb. Now I just got the cars. Okay. Just going to feel good, Travis. A little less dumb. But yeah, great. There you go. This is the Ramsey Show. So here's a quick math refresher. There are only 24 hours in a day, so your business needs to streamline tasks that are time suckers and focus on activities that make money. So to reduce headaches as they scale, smart businesses use NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite helps you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform. So join the more than 37,000 smart businesses like Ramsey Solutions that have done the math and graduated to NetSuite. And right now you can download NetSuite's KPI checklist absolutely free at netsuite.com slash Ramsey. That's netsuite.com slash Ramsey. Well, there's some cool stuff going on around Ramsey right now. Tomorrow, for most of you, that will be August the 9th on Wednesday. Jade Washaw will be doing a free webinar on budgeting. If you want to sign up for Jade teaching you how to use the Every Dollar app and uh, a whole budgeting seminar, it's completely free. Just go to everydollar.com slash budgeting, budgeting. That'll get you signed up. Rachel is going to be doing one of those, teaching about uh, how to do an irregular income or how to do budgeting in of any kind and go through the whole process of walking the baby steps with the new financial roadmap that's part of the Every Dollar uh, app. And that is at, if you want to sign up for hers, that's going to be the 15th of August. Yeah, uh, and these are, these are really great too because there's a lot of Q&A. It's a lot of interactive And if you feel like you're alone (laughs) in the stress of budgeting or even the idea of, oh my gosh, how do I even start this? I just, I feel overwhelmed with my money. That's how majority of people feel. So you are normal. And this is a place and a space that we're creating for you guys just to come in and ask your questions and talk through, hey, how do you take this emotional thing that is really difficult and actually put something into practice that you can have and honestly even with the app like every dollar use every day to help you in control of your money first time you drove a car it was awkward first time you do a budget it's awkward i don't care if you got a phd in finance learning to do a budget is awkward it feels weird it's a new skill and it takes a little bit so rachel's webinar on the 15th will be at everydollar.com slash webinar if you want to sign up for that so slash budgeting for jades on the ninth slash webinar for rachel on the 15th and we'll be having one with george sometime after that we'll let you know of course so the 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 three ramsey personalities that deal with money other than me are going to be doing these uh every dollar budgeting webinars for a couple of weeks here to try to get you guys started going into the fall kids are going back to school it's time to get your crap together now people Time to get lined up, and we'll show you how to do it. It feels good. Can I say that? As a mom with the kids going back to school, like like one time we're, we're working out, we're eating better now. Kids are on a schedule. Life is on. Like, you just get back in a routine after the summer fog, and so, like, this is the time to do it. Like, things are shaping up in your life, and, you know, the schedules, it's a real thing. So make money part of that, too, in this in this part of the year, because it's a great, it's the second new year. We call it all the time. Absolutely. All right. Paul is in Springfield. Hey, Paul, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, how you guys doing today? Better than we deserve. What's up? (laughs) 
Um, so I've obviously listened to a lot of your podcasts about building wealth, and um, this is something I've been working on for, I'd say, almost 10 years now. I'm 31. Good for um, you. I've started, thank you. Um, I started investing heavily into real estate because mm-hmm. that's what my father did, and I saw the value in that of Good. passive income for retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, I started a new job a couple of years ago and started making life-changing money, just a lot more money. So I started getting um, a financial advisor to make sure I don't spend the money stupidly or just start investing it and spreading my investments a little bit more broadly. And, you know, obviously I want to keep investing in things and keep growing this wealth um, smartly, but I was just kind of looking for what your advice would be of what you think maybe the next best steps would be. Well, I think you're going to be fine uh, if you'll – behave in a couple of areas. The reason I think you're going to be fine is the reason most people don't succeed with money is they just don't bother to pay attention. And you've been paying close attention for a decade, which is very important. And so I'm guessing that you probably made some really good strides. So this wonderful money you're making, how much do you make? Um, well, last year I made 540,000. Um, this year I'm already, I'm a, I'm a hundred percent commission based job. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now I'm at, I think 300,000. So I'll probably, I'm guessing I'm going to make close to five again this year. Um, I have, so in total, I'm sorry, I thought you said 140,000 and then you said 500,000, which is it? No, so I made, I'm going to make about another 150,000, I think this year. So I think I'll be at 500,000 again for the year. I think I'll be making 500 K again this year. So last year you made $500,000 this year. You're going to make $500,000. Probably. Yes. Give or take. Okay, it's, good. it's hard. To, That's fine. That's fine. I'm just trying to get a general. I, I couldn't, I, I misunderstood what you said earlier. Okay, good. Wonderful. Congratulations. Okay, yeah. so, that's just a fab. You're right. That's, that's sick money. It's wonderful. I love it. Proud yeah, for you. Um, you're, you're so obviously doing some, is, you're obviously doing some good. So here's what, here's a couple of rules I've discovered in 30 years of working with wealthy people. Okay. Number one, almost no one statistically becomes a millionaire from an inheritance. So that's all just mythology and bull crap. Okay. And we've done the largest study of millionaires ever done in North America, 10,167 of them, 89% of them did not become millionaires because of inherited money. So you're not that unusual as you become a millionaire. Number two, millionaires do not do super fancy weird, extremely risky things and keep their money. They usually lose everything if they do. So the millionaires that we have studied are fairly boring. They put money in things they understand and like. For me, I buy growth stock type mutual funds, growth, growth and income, aggressive growth, international, that kind of thing. And I buy real estate that I pay cash for. Like you, I grew up in a real estate family. Mom and dad were in the business. And so I've loved real estate. I got my real estate license when I turned 18 years old. I love real estate. I've got bukus of real estate, several hundred million dollars worth, but I pay cash for it and I don't have any debt and it all cash flows like a bandit. And I don't have any of it that causes me super stress because of that. So, um, you know, but that's, that's how I live and my life is great because of that. So I would tell you to invest in things you understand and you're comfortable with. Obviously real estate is that people who like real estate, people who like real estate often take on a whole lot more debt than I think they should. 
Right. So yeah, like I, I haven't been buying for cash per se. And if I do buy for cash, it's because it's a, it's a foreclosure, you know, I'm, I'm going to renovate it. And the goal is obviously to buy it at the right price point and then not over invest and then, and then refinance it, putting 20% down and using the, the, the passive income of the rents to pay myself back. Or I have enough equity. In okay, let me, let me stop you for a second. Pay. There is no passive income from rents. If you've been dealing with renters, you've figured out it ain't passive. Well, yeah, it depends on how good you are at screening. It's not I mean, it's passive. Never a perfect sign. No, it's not passive. I've been doing it for 40 years. Dealing with renters, commercial or residential, is not passive. That's TikTok mythology. Okay. The, the term. The, no, the real is world is it's active. Passive. You're active. You have to. Yeah. Real estate has the highest hassle factor of just about any investment you do, but it has one of the higher returns. So. Anyway, you called to ask what, te- what I think you would, should do. I think you should use this fabulous income to clear off all this stupid debt you've got on this real estate, and you're going to have a much higher trajectory in your wealth growth long-term. Short-term, it's going to slow you down. But long-term, when you have no debt on this portfolio and the piece that goes with that and this cash flow that's going to go with it, you're going to buy a lot more real estate and pay cash for it. That's how I've got several hundred million dollars worth. I don't have any rents that go to anything except buying more stuff i don't have any no payments yeah but but you you hit on this earlier and i think it's true when you get into the real estate game majority of people they have to go to the bank right like they like when they're playing this game and the majority of them aren't in the business 10 years later yeah because they think it's passive it's not yeah and they think there's no risk in the debt and there's a lot of risk in that debt yes and so it's worth going slow the you know the the phrase you coined of moving at the speed of cash yep and everything you do including real estate but that is a slower pace than again what you're going to see on your tiktok or instagram reels of people doing real estate but so Paul, when i when i was in my 20s i started buying real estate and i was in a real estate investors club that followed all the crap like we do on tiktok now all this nothing down real estate or staying leverage crap okay and the guys that were in that club, there were several people that had millions of dollars of net worth in that club. A hundred percent of them now, 30 years later, are broke and out of the business, or they paid off their debts and they have paid for real estate. There's three of them that I know of are still standing and they all paid it off and became debt free. The rest of them that tried to continue to play the leverage game, they got hammered in one of the downturns or another and they're gone, they're out of business. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey folks, Dave Ramsey here. There are moments in life we don't want to forget, like your kid's graduation or the once-in-a-lifetime trip. For the big moments, the everyday moments, and everything in between, every dollar is there to help you budget for all of it. It's the simple budgeting app that helps you plan, save, and spend for the important things. Budget for the life you really want, every moment of it. Download the app or check the link in the show notes to create your free account today, every dollar. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Well, Rachel, all these years of hard work have paid off. Yeah. I finally made it. What happened? I'm on the Babylon Bee podcast. You're doing it? It's dropped today. It I, did. Did? I taped it when they were, the guys were here the other day and we taped it. 
Oh, that's and funny. so I have arrived. Well, they love you on all the memes. Well, I love they love me because I get them They're clicks is what they love me funny. for. We had a great lunch together. They're smart guys. They they are funny as crud, and funny. Uh, <laughs> we've been following the bee since it started back in the day. Yeah, and uh, uh, and they've uh, used me for. Is it a satire podcast? Uh, that's no, probably no, it's just that. a regular. Okay. No, you don't need me doing humor. Um, it, it would be weird, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean not that yeah we we had fun though they're really good guys they're really smart guys and so it's official i have arrived well so, done yeah I'll, I'll be getting emails from all my old friends that are huge babylon b podcast fans, fans that going, they love it hey dave you really did it man you broke through <laughs> so there you go I wonder what my podcast would be that i'd be like i've made it i have a list there was a little oh, bit yeah. of sarcasm in that but not much no. <laughs> Just, i was hinting a little yeah, bit i know yeah. but it's um <laughs> but yeah. that plays into their brands there, yeah. Yeah, the there. first the first time I was on the Today Show, I got off and went you to thought. the green room. This was a thousand years ago, and this lady was in the green room crying because she had just done her appearance, and she had for twenty one years it was her goal to be on the Today mm. Show, and I just kind of walked in and did it, and I didn't know it was supposed to be a goal for twenty one years, and so I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> Well, this is your 21 year goal for a three minute hit on the today show some people work hard towards I, I, things i get it i get not. it but it was just like this is your pinnacle really but yeah okay i mean i, it was, I bet you'd say that about my pinnacle i gotta think what mine is yeah what was yours I don't know, i'll come i'll come back to it mine could have been sally jesse Raphael. you remember her with the red glasses yeah that could have been a breakthrough, <laughs> or the time I argued. With, the or the time I argued with Oprah. That might have been when I peaked. Yeah, I that was back the... when I peaked. Yeah. Hey, oh. Dr. John Deloney has a brand new book coming out. He has not peaked. He is a skyrocket shooting <laughs> to the moon, baby. I'm just saying. And this book is selling like crazy. Man, what a success! Thank you, guys. We appreciate your response to this. It is a fabulous book. It's called "Building a Non-Anxious Life: The Six Daily Choices." that you make to get anxiety lowered because anxiety is telling you something else is wrong. So you fix the six things that are wrong. The anxiety goes down, da-da, just like that. And so uh, very tough to do, but really good book. It actually pubs uh, October 3rd, but it's in pre-sale right now. And a whole bunch of you have taken advantage of the deal where we're selling the book for $20 and throwing in $75 worth of goodies. We're bribing you to buy it early. Because it helps us with the marketing, because all the sales up until pub day count the first week towards the bestseller list. So thank you. It helps us. And uh, we appreciate that. We appreciate you guys stepping up and getting this. Instant access to his newest talk, Smoke, Fire, and Freedom. You also get the ebook, the audio book, all of this, and the book itself for $75. We'll ship it all to you except the talk. They're which not comes for $75. Now. Hmm? Do what? Not for $75. No, it's, I'm sorry. It's $75 worth of stuff for yes. 20 bucks. Yes. $20. 20 bucks. That's the deal serious deal really i mean you can't even the the paper cost has gone up 40 percent this year people hello so anyway and we still got the book at 20 bucks so ramseysolutions.com you can pre-order the new book <sighs> man anxiety you got to get rid of building a non-anxious so life good. Good tyler stuff. tyler's with us tyler's in tampa florida hi tyler welcome to the ramsey show hi dave thank you for taking my call it's an honor to speak with you you too what's up so I have a question. Um, my wife and I have been paying off debt for about the last year and a half now. Um, we've been able to pay off about 60000 out of a 100 And um, 
I actually didn't know about uh, the baby steps until about six months ago. So at the beginning, we were kind of Davish, um, I guess you could say. And now we're trying to get a little more uh, gazelle intense with it. Um, uh, we've been doing pretty well with following a budget. And um, I just am struggling with certain expenses um, related to, like, family events. I don't get together with my family very often. We have a wedding coming up that we're going to. Uh, and then I just found out from my sister that um, for her 40th birthday, she wants us to fly out to California and um, spend a weekend with her at a resort. And uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cost us a little over $1,000 for me to go do that. Um, I'm having a hard time deciding whether or not that's a, a good way to go. We have, I have just my student loans left to pay off, about $40,000. And I was really hoping to knock that out. We've been able to increase our income. Um, so I've been hoping to be able to do that in the next few months. And I'm just not sure whether or not that's a good idea. And I thought I'd get your advice. Yeah, I mean, Tyler, the, I mean, the reality is we always say the, the deeper you sacrifice, the more money that's thrown at the debt, obviously the faster it's going to be paid off. But life is going to be intertwined throughout that. And that's when you and your wife have to kind of make the call yourselves and to say, okay, what are things going on that we feel like we want to be a part of uh, with our family? What are things that we feel like, gosh, we do, but then we also are like, we could do something else at a later date because we want this mess cleaned up. So Again, it goes mm -hmm. back to because when we get the we get this type of call all the time of like, yeah, we have a you know my brother's getting married across the country. What do we do? Um, so I mean, it, again, it's one of those things that you guys have to decide: is this going to this is going to slow us down in our debt payoff? But is it worth it for what we're doing with our family? So I mean, the the problem, Tyler, is this: every time you let one of these things in, you not only lose the money towards your get-out-of-debt plan, but you lose 10x the emotional momentum because your lack yeah. of commitment to the process, your lack of intensity to the idea of getting out of debt is chipped away at. And finally, it just doesn't matter and you stay in debt, and you're a freaking normal broke American that goes to his sister's 40th birthday on a freaking airplane. And that's what happens. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden, you just look up, and you just got fat financially. And, and it's mm -hmm. one hamburger at a time, you know? And so it's not the $1,000. It's the lack of you guys being dialed in and going game on. I got one plan. For a short period of time, I am going to take no prisoners. Nothing's going on. This complete emotional sellout and focus to winning the Super Bowl is the only way you win the Super Bowl. No one half butts their way into the Super Bowl. And that's what you got to get. That's what, the, what you got to decide. It's mm -hmm. the emotional problem. The math really isn't the problem. It's just, it, but it's just, and then, well, and then I'm, yeah, yeah. And then, when then we'll go out. I'm kind of tired. I think I'll go out to eat. Well, wham, call the wambulance. Get your butt in gear and get out of debt, you know? And that, that's the kind of thing. That's the internal yeah. self talk that has to change. You got to get this commitment up. And, and 
that's the problem and it's not i'm not mad at your sister and but you you know broke people that are forty thousand dollars in debt on stupid butt student loans shouldn't be getting on an airplane to go to somebody's birthday party think about it man that's just a dumb statement really i'm sorry you're so broke. hard okay no I know. you're broke he is i know but I feel Tyler and like I man. get it, but I'm telling you, this is this is what yes. you. Okay, I'm, but for I'm a not. Wedding, ta- I'm, I'm saying Tyler, this is how you talk to yourself. <laughs> this is how you talk to yourself. You got to go. I'm too stinking broke to go up there because I'm in student loan debt and I can't do this right now. But that's the truth, right? But it's not me yelling at Tyler. I'm just saying this is the way you have yes. to you have to shift your brain into this gear where you're just going enough. I'm not living this way anymore but the, and the hard thing is though is that life now 40th birthday it's more flippant than like a wedding or a funeral right like there are life events that occur well while get you're, your if, listen if you have to be there get your butt in your car and drive up there then don't talk to me about buying an airplane ticket when you're broke really to a resort i know i to know a resort i know yeah i know seriously sorry we're going Tyler. tent camping <laughs> with the kmart used tent that we bought at walmart are at a garage sale and we're pedaling our gone. bicycle over there that's your get out of you know, no jeez man no and tyler this, that i'm not yelling at you i'm yelling for you okay <laughs> i want you to get this in your head and this is how you're talking to yourself and don't talk to your wife this way either talk to yourself this way we're getting out of debt we got to pay a price to win nobody wins without paying a price Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz and Jade Warshaw. So in my family, we've learned how to make everyday moments a priority, like Saturday sports games, recitals, vacations, and family reunions. Yes, and with kids, it is never too early to start planning for those big moments as well, like saving for college. Yeah, Jade, we both know that in between all the everyday moments and the big moments, life still happens. Uh, My car will still need repairs, your kids will break something in the house, and we might spend more than we'd like to to replace the roof at some point. But for every single one of those moments, putting them in the budget is key to building the life we want for ourselves and our families. Yes, that's why we use Every Dollar. It's the simple budgeting app that helps anyone plan for their month. They can track their spending. They can save for things that matter most, the big moments and those everyday moments. You can download the app or check the show notes for the link and create your free account today. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author and co-host of the Smart Money Happy Hour with George Camel, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. So, guys, the thing that you're always going to hear from us is um, there's very few times on this show that we're actually going to be fussing at you. We'll be fussing with you. And if we call you stupid or call what you're doing stupid, rather, we won't call you stupid. We might call what you did stupid. But it's because we know what stupid looks like. We've done it. I've done it more than even Rachel. Rachel grew up in a household where I had quit doing stupid by the time she was born and came along. I had gone broke. But I know what stupid looks like. And we have figured out that personal finance is 80% behavior. It's only 20% head knowledge. And you've got to study and think about this money stuff through the lens of behavior modification. It's not a math problem. So how do I modify my behavior? Well, I have to commit to and uh, 
my friend James Clear in this mammoth book that he did called Atomic Habits, I have to uh, change my identity. Mm-hmm. I am no longer a person who makes stupid but immature impulsive financial decisions and then looks in the mirror and wonders why I'm broke. I'm no longer that guy. I instead am very careful and very slow. And one of the things we'll help you do here occasionally, and you don't even know we're doing it, but it we're very intentional about it, is we want you to have a new identity when you get off the call. And that guy doesn't think of himself as a broke person with $40,000 in student loan debt. But when you have no money and $40,000 in student loan debt, you need to identify yourself as a broke person because you are a broke person. Broke people don't do some things that people that aren't broke can do. And and you quit doing those things so that you aren't broke people anymore. And so if you are a doctor and you make $250,000 a year and you owe hundred and ten thousand dollars on your bmw and four hundred and fifty thousand dollars on your medical school student loan debt you are a broke butt doctor you need to re-identify and go this is who i am and i want to change that identity because then you quit doing rich people stuff while you're broke because when you do broke st- god so you just have to stop you have to stop and uh, you know it that's when I went bankrupt yes. and lost everything because of my stupidity, I had to reset and go, guess what? The stuff you believed about money, borrowing all you can, getting your credit card points, doing anything you want to do because I make good money. And everybody's got a different different definition about what good money is. Right. I had to re-identify and go, no, you're stupid. You well, need to stop being stupid. And I think what's hard is we've lived in a world and a culture where you know, because of the avenue of debt, you accumulate not just stuff, and but even if you have a good income, like you're saying, the doctor or whoever, I'm making good money, I have the stuff, and it's like the part of the debt of the uh, what I own minus what I owe doesn't come into the equation. It's just you stay at that top, you yeah. know, sphere emotionally instead of looking at the reality of the numbers so how do you modify behavior you first identify reality yep, of yep, where i of am and exactly i'm going to reset are. my identity and i don't want to be that person anymore yeah so i'm going to quit being that you know i'm going to do the things i'm going to take the steps i'm going to make the sacrifices so that i don't do that and i've used the example on the on the air many times here uh, and the, to the point that the people in the booth are sick of it, but during COVID, we were working, the leadership team trying to keep this place open, and I figured out later that how I deal with high-stress scenarios is I eat a lot. I ate every donut in a 50-mile radius. You I brought got donuts so, to us. I was already every overweight, <laughs> and when I get to COVID, I went into donut mode, and I got so freaking fat. It was ridiculous. I looked in the mirror. This round head looked like a basketball. It was crazy. And I'm like, this has got to, you know, you're, you're a donut eating fat boy. You need to stop this. And that's how you stop it. You, you know, you look at yourself. it and you go, this is the reality. You have to stop doing this or you're going to explode like the kid on Willy Wonka. I mean, it's just awful. You know, you have to stop it. You have to stop it. And so. You know, no more donuts. And the other day, 
we had the grandkid birthday with the donuts and Papa Dave made uh, made a big deal about he was going to steal one of the kids' donuts, but he didn't touch a donut. Didn't do it. No more donuts you for Papa labeled- Dave. You were labeled... I'm completely donut cold Dave. turkey on the freaking donuts. From and, your- I, you know, I dropped 40, 42 pounds because I needed to. Hello. You know, I mean, and that's the thing. Everybody yeah, yes, has yes. something like that. It's a behavior change. It wasn't that I intellectually in, in, analyzed caloric intake. Good Lord, no. I had to stop it, you know? And that this is what we all have to do. I'm no different than anybody else, and that is my point. And, and so, guys, this is how money works. It's, it's not you. a math problem. Mm-hmm. It's a you problem. Yep. And when you get that, man, you got the Ramsey thing down. And then you're going to go in. And this is how we've talked and conjoled and motivated and list and praised and lifted more people through their debt journeys into millionaire status than any other entity on the planet. The Ramsey Solutions Group has millions of people have completely changed their lives financially because of us on the radio doing what we're doing right now. Us on the podcast doing us on a stage, us in a book and that's empowering doing you what we're right now. We're telling you how solution. to go be a hero. You're the solution. Go yes. be the hero. It's up to you. Yes. And so to the caller earlier, it's up to him. Like yeah. right? Like if you continue to just be that in and out scenario, like you're saying, that's what that's the result you're gonna get. But you decide that. You have to make those choices. It's up to you. And if you choose, hey, I'm actually going to go scorched earth. I'm done because the reality is I am broke. I can't go do these fun things that I want to do. I don't have the money. You're making that choice to later then actually have the money. Yes. To do anything you want. Yes. You live like no one else so that later you can live and give like no one else. You'll never be in a position again that you have to choose between your groceries and the broke single mom in front of you whose third credit card was denied and you want to buy her groceries, but you can't because you can't even barely buy yours. And you don't ever want to be like that again. You always want to be the guy, the gal in line behind it goes, Hey, I got that and this. Why? Because I paid a price. Mm-hmm. I gave up the resort 40th birthday party. And I paid a price to do the thing so that I can do anything then. And that's how this works. There's not a there's not a middle ground. Well, I sort of kind of, it doesn't work. You're either going to be just sloppy and disorganized. And in this country, you can have a really good life with a fair amount of stress and be deeply in debt and have a your standard of living is ridiculous and you make $120,000 a year, you're broke, but you have an incredible life. You travel, you can buy cars, you can do a lot of stuff that on the surface looks like you got it all going on and you can live a stinking life of rich people in any other country for sure. And and be broke as broke and make it all the way through to retirement and go, gosh, I hope the government, which is well known for its ability to handle money, will take care of me. And, and, or you can decide I'm going to be autonomous And I don't really care what you think about what I drive. I don't really care what you think about my vacation. I don't really care what you think about anything. I'm as for me and my house, we're going to get our crap together. You can make that decision. And when you do, it changes everything. It changes everything. Not just financially though, is I'm like the underneath the surface, you guys, when you live the first example of that, I'm like, that is full of stress and anxiety and pain and tension There's so much. It's like you can't even breathe. Yeah, you got everything, 
but you're barely hanging on by a string. One thing that goes wrong, the entire house falls versus the ladder and saying, you know what? I'm actually going to build a life. Yes, all based on me and not all the other, you know, the other industry standards. It's Botox financial. It's fake. You know, it's fake. It's a facade. That's more like filler financial. Botox just... Plastic surgery financial, whatever, right? It's like going to Universal and they got this beautiful house, only when you walk through the back door, there's There's nothing nothing there. It's just a facade for the camera. And people live their lives that way. This is the Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Rachel Cruz, co-host on The Ramsey Show. If you want to do your debt-free scream live on the show, visit RamseySolutions.com slash debt-free scream. We'd love for you to come to Nashville and tell Dave your story. That's RamseySolutions.com slash debt-free scream. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.